Yo, welcome to the podcast, coming a content creator, traveling content creator. I'm your host, CJ Mata, a.k.a. Senior Mata, a.k.a. Lascar, Lascar Productions. It's my side hustle. Anyways, today I'm going to talk about the longest job I've ever had. Just the job that I have held, the position of power that I have held the longest. No other job has even come close. You probably guessed it if you know me. Um, but being a teacher, it's been the longest job I have consecutively held. And even non-consecutively, because I've been in the teaching game for a long time. Anyways, I've been in the teaching game for a long time. Take these glasses off. Hope everyone's having a nice day. I've been in the teaching game for a long time. I started out as a substitute teacher. I think I was like 22 or 23 years old when I walked through the gates. My teaching story is kind of crazy. It's really crazy, actually. And it's had a lot of ups and downs. And I have quit teaching. I have quit teaching before, too. So that's a funny story that I might tell another time. I'm not going to tell you about the time that I quit because it's ju- I'm just not ready. Sometimes you're just not ready to let certain information out. And I'm not ready to tell that one yet. So I started teaching as a substitute teacher and like like as I was like 22 I'm currently 27 I'm gonna be 27 and a half actually 27 and three quarters at the moment but I started substitute teaching and I walked in I remember the first class I ever substituted it was at a local high school and it was a Spanish class wild I know I couldn't like I can't isn't that crazy The first class I ever subbed, that I ever walked into, was a Spanish class. High school Spanish class. I remember it and everything. And I remember it being a good day. It was a good first day. And then after that is when the dominoes fell over. Piece by piece by piece until they all started going even faster and faster and faster. Until it all just collapsed into a big pacopashashka. Anyways, let me drink my seltzer water. So, I don't know. Teaching's fun. Sometimes. It's a mess. You have to be a patient person. You have to have a lot of patience. And you have to be able to have some thick skin. Let me tell you, you got to have some very... You see this skin right here? You know how thick that is? This is some very, very thick skin. Very thick skin. So anyways, yeah, I've been a teacher the longest, so I'm going to get into it. So I ended up... uh, I've told this story a thousand times, but in case you're new here, um, I started learning Spanish when I was like 18... And I became the substitute teacher. I went to college. 
Um, I kept learning and learning and learning. I studied abroad three times in college, and that even set me off even more. So, you know, between learning Spanish and everything, which this is not really about, but it is because it all pertains to the story. Story is king. It's all about the story, baby. So the story of me teaching Spanish. So anyways, here I am, young, young Senor Mata. I didn't know I was going to be Senior Mata at that time. Isn't that crazy? Like, I had no idea that I was going to be Senior Mata. And for like four to five years, I did not have my own classroom. I was using the classrooms of others. And that was crazy. It was not the funnest of times. People would make fun of me. People would laugh at me. People would laugh with me. I would laugh at people. But the best thing about substitute teaching is you come in, and this was while I was in college, so this is a great college job because at least where I worked at, you can kind of pick your schedule. It's not a, a boss kind of situation where you have to, you know, clock in and out and all. I mean, you do have to clock in and out, but it's not like that. You get paid by the day instead of by the hour, so you get paid by the by a day. And I remember it too. If it was, if you were there for more than three hours and forty six minutes, you got a full day's worth of pay. And if you were there for less than three hours and forty six minutes, even by one minute, you got a half day's pay. So just half of what you would normally make. And this was amazing because sometimes I would be there for exactly three hours and 46 minutes and I would get sent home or like they didn't need me anymore. And I would get a full day's pay for like not even four hours of work and usually even a planning period in that to where I didn't even have to work even more. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So. So that went on. And I did that. We had some situations here. And I saw a lot of crazy stuff when I was a substitute. And I, I substituted where the county I worked at. I substituted at every single school, basically, in the county. I mean, not every one of them is a big county, but a whole lot. A whole, whole lot. And I'm not even counting my substitute years as my teaching career. So I'm only counting it as of one. So me being a teacher itself is the longest job I've ever held because of substituting. I held it and then I would leave and then I'd come back. So it was like a, I was always flip-flopping back and forth with substituting. I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. Man, if you would ask me in high school if I was going to be a teacher, I'd be like, hell nah, bro. Anyways, this scent is really nice. Tom Ford. Effing fabulous. Got to keep this PG. This is very good. Whenever I want to feel fabulous, I put this on. And I think about it because Tom Ford himself said when he smelt it. Don't quote me on this. He might not have said this, but I'm pretty sure he said this. When he smelt it, he said, oh, it's effing fabulous. It's French toast fabulous. <laughs> I'm quoting a certain YouTuber too much. So anyways, I graduate. And here's another funny fact. The first weird fact is that my first substitute assignment ever was a Spanish teacher. The second funny fact is my degree was in international studies. I belonged, my arse belonged to the College of Liberal Arts at Towson University. That is where I belonged. And I like missed the deadline or something stupid. 
to apply for the graduation. I forgot what happened. It was really dumb. And I couldn't walk. If I wanted to graduate that that it was a that winter, it was December 2017. If I wanted to graduate that winter, I had to have um I had to have basically I already forgot what I was talking about. If I wanted to graduate that winter, I had to have had it all settled in by then. Um, so I did not beat that. So I d- could not walk with the College of Liberal Arts. I had to walk with the College of Education, even though I was not an education major. And I, th- I think that's kind of ironic, too. It's been like a, a joke in my family as well that that happened. The irony is insane. Okay, so not only did I not get to walk with the College of Liberal Arts, I got to, I had to walk with the College of Education. No, I was already substitute teaching here and there throughout that time. So that was nuts. All right, so anyways, so I graduate college, and I'm, like, trying to figure out what I want to do. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I need a job while I do this. So I was, I was doing substitute teaching again, and I was also – I'm just doing video work, and uh, it's the Lascar production shirt. If you need a video, hit me up, man. I do make videos on the side. Um, but anyways, I do um, – but Lascar produc- <laughs> Lascar Productions – but teaching was there, so I started substituting again. And now that I have a bachelor's degree, I, uh, I, um, I kind of got to move up in the ranks a little bit. I did my time. I served my time. Now I get to move on to the ranks of the long-term substitute position. So I got into that. I put my name down, and they basically – you don't get it right then and there. They have to need you, and they call you. So the principal will call you if they have an opening, if they need you. And there's there's just no guaranteed start day. It's just kind of when it pops up, they'll call you. Your name is in a list of people that they will call when they need somebody. And they'll tell you. It tells them, like, what your major is and, s- and so forth, so they can kind of match you with what you went to school for. Because um, I would say most long-term substitutes are not certified – um, they didn't go to school for that. They're just kind of – their name is in the applicant pool in case it comes out. Um, and a lot of counties do this, I am aware. I'm not sure if everyone does, but my county definitely doesn't. So anyways, I became a long-term substitute teacher in the first assignment. One of my first assignments – I'm trying to think way back further – I'm trying to. I'm just trying to think of which one came first because this is we're talking a couple years back. This is probably like 2018, 2019. Now, my first ever substitute teaching assignment, and this is another weird point that I like go back into. My first place was at a high school, and I was teaching world history, AP world history, an AVID class. AVID is like this college preparatory program where you basically just teach about college and getting them squared away for that. And the other class, AP Human Geography class, and I came into that. It was the last. It was the last two nine weeks. Uh, the teacher had had a baby, and so she was on maternity leave, and I filled in for. Her. And it was a perfect match because you know I had I have a big history background. I I enjoy history and geography and all that. So it was a good fit. Um, and that's when I was like, all right, this is cool. I walked up in there and. Kids were not bad. I don't remember them ever being too many problems. Um, did have some major situations a couple times. Um, so that happened, and I finished that assignment. 
Uh, what else? I think it was. Oh yeah, the teacher was set to come back, so I did finish the assignment. And um, so it's weird. One of the VPs I work with at that school is at the school I work at now. So it was it was cool. So that person knew me before I was even hired. As I don't I don't know if that went into me getting hired where I'm at now, but it was pretty pr- just a funny story. Um, so anyways, I finished that assignment out, and once that happened. I just I pursued other things. I was doing more video work with Last Car Productions, um, my production company. Company. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. So I, I was doing that, and um, I think I stopped that assignment. I think I stopped subbing there because that's when I was working somewhere else. So I do that. I go off on my marketing journey because I did. I was a marketer before I was a marketing coordinator at another company and. Those videos are out there, too. You can go check that out. Actually, they might not be up. I used to have this video on YouTube about when I quit my job. <laughs> like, are you literally... It's literally a video of when I quit. <laughs> not like the physical act. I walked out, and I was just walking to my car. But anyways, that was a funny video of when I quit the marketing job because I couldn't handle the 9-to-5 environment and the commute and all that. So, so whenever I quit that job is when I got back into subbing again. Wait, hold on. I went too far. And then I had another long-term assignment shortly after that. And I'm just going to leave it here. I quit that job. Within three days, I quit it. It was that bad. It was bad. It was really bad. And I'm not going to really get into detail about it. <laughs> I w- I'm going I'm to save that story for a whole nother video. So you just wait. So I, um, so I, I worked the marketing job. I quit. And then... Um, I got back into just day-to-day subbing because I'm like, I have to work. So I was just doing day-to-day subbing because it was pretty nice. And I had my names, I had my name in the long-term, you know, thing. So when they call me, I could accept the job or whatnot. Um, You do get paid better, so it's nice. And then you get a little bit more respect because as a day-to-day sub, zero respect. Not that it's like (laughs) just craziness. I was working, I had a good time my last round of just day-to-day subbing, though. I found a good spot at a good school. And I was enjoying it quite a bit. And like I said, the nice thing about subbing is there is zero responsibility. You are there to make sure there are no fights, nothing breaks out, and you just pass out the work and take attendance. That's all you have to do, and you can sit there and just chill. So if you got a good group, you really don't have much to worry about. Um, So I'd bring my laptop, I'd chill out, connect to the Wi-Fi, and have a good day. Um, So anyways, I got a call from a couple places, actually. And one of them, I, I forgot what happened, but like I didn't go to it. And then I got a call from where I'm at now, and they needed a STEM teacher, science, technology, engineering, and math. And I'm like, all right, that's the exact opposite of what I do, but um, I'll take it, because why not? I'll learn something new. I do enjoy science, so I know a lot about science. So I could probably teach a bunch of middle schoolers about some basic science concepts and technology and stuff like that. I do that, and I go... And the funniest thing happened. Actually, a bunch of funny things happened when I accepted this. I go there, and I'm just going to say the reason that I quit that other long-term job after two days was in, was there. And I wanted to quit right then and there. When I when I saw that name, <laughs> you already know what happened. Like, <laughs> you know exactly what happened at this point. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, hell. I wanted to walk out of there, but I, I didn't. 
I held through. As much as I wanted to walk out of there and quit, and I have no problem walking out and quit. Let me just tell you that right now. I have never put in a two weeks notice somewhere. And that sounds terrible, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. I know some people, they're like, oh, you should put in a notice. I don't think you really owe anybody a notice. They don't give you a notice when you get fired. There's not, I don't, I don't really see if they were treating you bad or XYZ happened, there's no reason to give a notice. Why do I want to give a notice if I want to quit? That's my philosophy about it. Uh, if you don't like it, that's fine, but that's it. I mean, unless it was a job that I respected and I was moving on for formal reasons, that is when I'd give a notice. But um, if, if I feel like I'm getting badly treated at some place or something's going down, I don't owe anybody a notice. Screw that. So, anyways, I was going to quit, and then I chose not to. I'm like, all right, let me just wait it out and see what happens. And then, bam, COVID happened. All virtual. Bam, my job was done. I didn't even have to stay virtual. Uh, my job was pretty much over with, and I pretty much, uh, luckily where I worked at, they let, um, we were able to keep going and everything over the summer, so I pretty much, I still was getting paid, so that was very nice uh, until the contract was over with. Um, and then that is when I got offered to be the Spanish teacher where I'm at now. And that next year, it was, so I waited out the summer, and I started in August. And that was my first year teaching, which was 2020-2021. Um, and that year was fully virtual until the end where we had not all the students came back, but um, we had a good bit come back. Um, and then the year after, which was this year, which I just now finished, I'm going to make another video about, um, you know, my doing a review about my second year teaching, uh, <laughs> which has been crazy. Um, anyways, that is what led me to where I'm at now. So this is year two. And then. Um, when I come back this summer, I will be in year three. And to be honest, this is the longest job I have ever held. And it, it depends on how you look at it. If you think about just being a teacher itself, like being the actual teacher of the room, which has been amazing, uh, it's been challenging. And I've learned probably the most from my any ha that I have from any other job. Um, this, is, this is definitely the longest job I've had for a reason. Um, it's, it fits me pretty well. Some people think I, I couldn't be a teacher when they see me, but I am. <laughs> I just enjoy it. I enjoy teaching Spanish. I enjoy teaching what I do and what I learn. So I think it's been able, it's been the reason why I've been able to stay for so long. Not to mention I have very, I, I think that we have very good leadership where I work at currently. And just the fact that I can pretty much make my own shots, do what I need to do. And I have a ton of support from people. Um, and a lot of resources thrown at me, a lot of, you know, professional development opportunities, things like that, where I'm constantly learning. It's made a good atmosphere. Of course, you know, you want to get paid more. That's everyone wants that. That's pretty much everyone right now. Um, but for me, I think I'm pretty happy doing it, what I'm at. I'm definitely going to keep doing it and get my, and uh, I'm working on my master's education in education right now. So once I finish that out, it's going to jump up quite a bit, and um, I'll have some seniority. I'll be a little bit more experienced. Um, you know, even though you would think that you would think that after all these years, I would say I've been a I've been in education for four to five years in total. Uh, you would think after all that you would be more experienced, but uh, being a substitute one is nothing like being an actual teacher. Even being a um, even being a long term substitute, you're you're you are the teacher. And you have the same responsibilities. You do the exact same things, but you're still not 
that you still have less responsibility and less things to do. So being an actual teacher is a lot more responsibility. There's a lot more to take on. So I, w I would say that counting this as the job that I've been in the longest is number one. So right now going on two and a half years, and um, this will be my third year coming up. So that is the officially the longest job I've ever held, which is crazy. So that's the story of how I got into teaching, and that's how I got to where I'm at now with this. And, um, you know, like I said, I've said this a bunch of times, teaching really allows you to have – a lot of side hustles uh, if, if you work at a good spot or just depending on what is that I <laughs> first off we have to define what a good spot is because there's many definitions of what a good spot could be a good place to work but for me where I'm working at now works pretty good <laughs> it keeps me from not quitting fully <laughs> now trust me there are tons of problems that I deal with but um, it's definitely a reasonable I think I have good days but I have more good days than I do bad days uh, so that's that's pretty much the podcast episode today is just talking about how I got started with this and where the whole thing the, the podcast is called becoming a content uh, becoming a traveling content creator. I love to travel, but I also have learned that I don't love to travel 24 seven. It's exhausting doing that. I like to travel just when I want. Really, life is about liberty. And I think just having the liberty to do what you want is a really precious thing. Um, and I do enjoy my home time. I enjoy being in my studio. I enjoy doing just basic things. I'm really, I, I don't need to live this crazy lavish lifestyle to be happy. Um, but I think just having liberty is really the main thing that you want to fight for. So working on that's nice. Working on the side hustle is even better. It's nice. Even a full on online job, you're still going to be putting those hours in for the company that you work for. As well as, um, you know, hey, I'm not saying teachers don't work hard either. We They work, they bust their ass. I'm just, one, I teach an elective. And two, I just, I got lucky um, with my whole situation and everything like that. Even though I still put in the work, I still put in the hours that I need to. And next year is going to be even more so because I've learned and I'm correcting what I got to do from last year. Going to learn and build on those mistakes that I made. And it's going to be a better year coming up. I also got into a better looking classroom. So I'm excited. It looks like a little college lecture hall. So I'm so excited about it. Um, so that's pretty much it, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you are, this is the Becoming a Traveling Content Creator podcast. I am your host, CJ, or Senor Mata. Um, adios. See you later.